Welcome to the Subject Composition and Light Photography Podcast. Show notes, links and contact details can be found at robnunphoto.com. That's www.robnunphoto.com. SCL is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network and loads of other great tech podcasts can be found over at www.techpodcast.com. Now on with the show. everybody and welcome to SEL, the Subject Composition and Light Photography Podcast. It's episode 207, recorded on the 15th of October 2012. My name's Rob from robblandphoto.com and this is my little audio diary about my journey through the wonderful world of photography. I hope everybody's had a great, a great, a great week and a bit. Um, I'm recording this one on Monday. Um, just going to be a short podcast today, just going to talk about what I got up to yesterday while I was out and about taking photos. And first off though, just want to mention a quick little app. You know I've been talking a lot about flash recently and off-camera flash. Um, one, of the th- one of the things that you kind of think about um, when you're doing setups is where you might want to put things like the flash or the umbrella or reflector or your subject in the camera, all these little things. Um, And uh, a handy way of working this out in your head or recording what you've done or making a note of what you might want to do in a particular situation is to do little lighting diagrams where you've got like a little picture of a camera and a flash and an umbrella and a person and maybe a window and all this sort of stuff. So that when you get into a situation, you've kind of got an idea of what you want to do and where you want put, want to put things. Or if you had a particularly good setup, you can then write that down and uh, and keep it for later. So I mean, you could draw them and all this sort of stuff. But you know, we're gadget people, aren't we? <laughs> and so there's a little app, Android app. It's probably on the iPhone too, called Lighting Studio. It's free. Smash it. If you download it and install it, what you can do, it's like a big little piece of gridded grid, uh, gridded paper, and you can put a camera on there, subject, umbrellas, flashes, windows, reflectors, all this sort of stuff, write words, and come up with these uh, different setup. And it's great fun because, well, <laughs> when I say it's great fun, if you're into off-camera flash, it's great fun. You know, so one of the things you can do is think about, you know. Um, where you could possibly put different um, light sources for a particular setup and it makes you think about it before you're in the situation because one of the things I found especially is like say if I want to take some pictures of Oliver or something to try something out it really helps if I've got everything set up in advance and then if I'm going to do another setup where I'm going to change the flashes or the reflectors or the background around, it helps. It really helps if I know what I'm going to be doing so I can do it very, very quickly. Otherwise, your subjects get very bored very quickly indeed. So anyway, check out Lighting Studio. Look for that in the Android Marketplace and um, have a play. You basically put the things together and then you can export them as, as a photograph. Uh, um, and then you can save them and do whatever you want with them. Right, so, main subject for this week's little 
mini podcast, Ports Downhill Photo Walk. So yesterday, Suzanne was on the PC, Oliver was out in his BMX, and I didn't have much to do. And I hadn't been out with my camera for ages, so I decided to jump in the car and go out on a photo walk. Um, because I've been doing a lot of uh, stuff with the flashes and, and things, and it's been around the house and playing about with the camera and the tripod, and I haven't been out, you know, taking photographs of different things. So like, I had this really crazy urge to go out, and not crazy, but this urge to go out and do it. And I'm a big believer in, you know, if you want to be a better photographer, you've got to take lots of photographs. But if you want to stay where you are, at, you know, the skill level you are, you need to keep on taking photographs fairly regularly, you know, like every other day, really. So I thought, right, I'm going to go out. I've got a couple of hours. Where am I going to go? And I thought, shall I just go for a walk around Fort Brookhurst and the local area? I thought, no, no, go somewhere different. And I thought, right, Ports Downhill um, is somewhere interesting to go near where I live um, and Portsdown uh, where we live in Gosport is next door you have Portsmouth which is the the big city um, and it's also the home of the Royal Navy Duckyard or one of the Royal Navy Duckyards and at the if I it's on the south coast of the UK so, so it's the city sitting there and Portsmouth is really almost an island so it's sitting there and then to the north of it for seven miles there's, there's this 400 foot high down or hill primarily made of chalk I mean it's, it's covered in green it's green but it's it's this big this big uh this big hill um and it's got quite an historically got quite lots of important things on it because it's this physical barrier to people who wanted to attack the the Royal Navy duckyard at Portsmouth there's all these forts along the top um there's um various pillboxes around um tunnels uh, there's some big fuel bunkers underneath it that the Navy would have used during the World War Two. Um, there's war memorials, and there's all these myths that surround Portsdown Hill as well, with the idea that there's secret tunnels everywhere. You know, joining the forts up and going down to Portsmouth, and going out to Fort Southwark and places like this. So, it's quite an interesting place, and it's very, very close. Um, and kind of the the visual aspect of it is the fact it's a, it's this large hill, but for for a chunk of it, there uh, where they've dug into the chalk. Um, to, for quarrying to quarry the chalk away there's these big you know big white cliffs you know a bit like mini white cliffs of Dover so it's something that's quite scenic anyway so I thought right that's where I'm going to go I'm not sure what I'm going to do when I get there but I'm going to go so I did a quick google on my phone and put in um, I think I put Ports Downhill Walks and there was one and I downloaded it and I looked at the little map and um I knew where it said start at this car park. So I thought, right, I'm going to do it. So it was just me, the 350D, 1855 lens, 55 to 250, and this PDF on my on my phone. So I drove up there, parked in the car park, had a look, and what I thought was important, I was going to be going to places that I hadn't take photo, taken photographs of before, um, because I, I felt really rusty, and you know, I got out of the car. Um, and also it was a bit of a like a mini adventure because because I had to like follow this map on this walk around where we were going to go. But the first bit I did was I got out of the car, parked up, and um, I thought right there was a, there was one of these big forts a little bit about two hundred yards. And I thought well I haven't walked around that one. Let's go and have a look. So I went and had a look, and it was just like Fort Nelson a bit further up. So I took a few photographs. Um, but you know, I thought oh, I've, I've done done this before, so I went back to to this walk. And the first thing that I had to find was there was this little it said a memorial to a crashed, I think it was a hurricane that crashed in 1940 while defending Portsmouth from the dastardly German Luftwaffe. And there was this really small little plaque that that said this. I so thought that was quite cool. 
And then the walk said, right, go east for a little bit, turn left on this road and go down the back of the hill. So I was trotting along with my camera out. And down there, lo and behold, there was this rather odd building. And what this building was, it was a GPO or the, the general post office, uh, a, a booster station um, from, from the Cold War um, that was built in a way where it could withstand um, nuclear attack, not like a direct nuclear bomb, but if there were a nuclear bomb went off nearby, like it hit Portsmouth, this thing, you know, wouldn't just fall down. But it's out of use now. But it was really weird because it's this boxy building, and I'll put the photos in the show notes for SCL um, 207. It's this boxy building with all these telegraph poles sort of lined up beside it, with all these uh, phone lines going into it. Um, so I guess the idea was that the, all the local phone lines, probably military ones, would go into this building. And then they would then go out um, once this, the signal had been boosted up. So it was really odd. So I walked down to it, took some photos. And I thought, well, should I jump over the fence and have a look around? But I wasn't feeling very brave, so I didn't. But I thought, wow, you know, it's something I discovered that I'd never seen before. And it was, you know, I've driven past that on that main road that runs along the top of Porchester Hill thousands of times. I never knew this thing was there. So then I walked back up the hill and looked at the instructions. And it said, right, carry on east for a bit. And then turn right and go through these woods, and you'll get to a place called um, Candy's. Oh, what was it called? Candy's Caves or something like that. Um, and so I thought, okay, so I'll do that. And I sort of um, trotted along, went down these uh, the, these steps, and it's all it's all very wooded on large parts of the Portsdown Hill. So I went down these steps. Thought this is this is interesting. But you know, when you're in woods. There isn't that much to take, take photographs of, you know, apart from lots of trees, which can be nice, but, you know, it's, it's not that unusual. So I went down these steps, went through this other wooded bit, and lo and behold, these white cliffs that I talked about before, there was like this whole section that was hidden. It was like you were walking into this hidden grotto that was hidden from the road by all these trees, and then you had the, the white clock chalk cliffs in front of you, and it was amazing, and the sun was coming through the trees. I thought, wow, what a magical place. So I wandered around a bit taking photographs. Um, didn't really do what I should have done, which was bring the 50 and take some narrow depth of field photographs, kind of looking through foliage to get the eye, you know, that feeling of of, of uh, when you're spying on somebody, you know, so you're looking at something you shouldn't be, you know, um, that, that sort of thing. And then there was this little cave called Pantry Cave that was in, in the cliff wall. So I had to look around there, but it didn't go back very far. Um, and it's very eerie because it's very quiet even though we're so close to these main busy roads in Portsmouth and there was you know the the, the birds were twittering um, and I was, I was kind of wandering around but apart from that it was fairly quiet and then there was these little um, to follow the trail round there was these kind of wooden staircases that you went up and it was a bit slippy and you know I'm well out of shape so I was like puffing and panting as I was going up these um, going up these things um, but yeah but it was really 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 good um and um, as I kind of got to the top again, I, I found myself back at the car park where I'd started off. So I'd completed this um, this little walk in probably probably about an hour. It didn't didn't take me too long, but I felt so energised afterwards because I you know I haven't been out with my camera for a number of weeks on that type of photo walk. Where I've just gone out and, and taken pictures. I've discovered a few things that I didn't even know were really really close to where I live. Um, and I've kind of now, through doing a little bit more investigating, kind of discovered all these diff other different things to, to visit around Portsdown Hill that I didn't know about. So that would be uh, really, uh, really cool.
so I'm going to be looking at that over the next few months. And the fact that this thing is so close to where I live. So there we go. So learning points from from that for me were, you know, don't dismiss what might be just around the corner. If you find out, if you've got like a local area, you may find find that there's some maybe some volunteers that look after it. That's what happens with Portsdown Hill. There's like the Portsdown Hill Society or some local enthusiast who's written about the local history or the local things or have got local guidebooks. Or you might find that with your local um, council or town hall, they may have, uh, say, visitors, guides to where you can walk around and, and discover this stuff that you just didn't know was there that, that can make interesting photographic subjects. And even if you know, none of the photos I took yesterday were, were, were great but it was great practice it got me out it blew the cobwebs out and got me hungry again to go out and take lots of different photographs of lots of different things that catch my eye so there we go thanks to everybody on the Flickr group there's some great work going into the pool superb stuff if you haven't done already go over to Flickr join it's free find the rubnonphoto.com Flickr group there's links from rubnonphoto.com put your photos in the pool have a go on the monthly assignments. It is great to see the different work that's going in there. Thanks everybody who's also putting um, the reviews and the stars on iTunes. That's really, really good. You know, if you're on iTunes, go find the podcast and do a quick review. And you know, it's great. <laughs> Put five stars against it. It really does help us go up the charts, so we can attract more and more listeners. Um, and uh, thanks for everybody for who everybody who visits rubnumphoto.com and leaves comments on the uh, the post. That's great. Then remember, you can always email me uh, scalespeeder at gmail.com S-C-A-L-E-S-P-E-E-D-E-R with any questions. Questions are always... I love getting questions. doesn't matter what it's about. No, maybe it's a really silly question that you're not sure about or something really um, complicated. Send me the questions because it gives me good meat and gristle for ideas for the podcast rather than me sort of talking about stuff um, that I've been doing. Um, but most of all, thanks to you for downloading and listening to the podcast. My name's Rob from robinandfroat.com and hopefully pretty soon I'll see you on Flickr.